Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Sabres have a little bit of a break. We're going to talk to Paul, though, about the uh, NHL All-Star Weekend and maybe some news coming on the Sabres. There's a report out there that maybe Dylan Cousins making progress on his contract as uh, the Sabres look to lock him in. Paul, good morning. How are you? Paul, which was your favorite part of the All-Star weekend? Was it the fact that the broadcast couldn't tell the difference between the two teams because the jersey (laughs) numbers didn't show up, so they gave up on trying to figure out which team was which? Was it that they split the events over multiple hours so you couldn't just watch the hardest shot competition? You got pieces of that, and then they went to a different event, and they whipped all around these different events. Was it, I don't know. The uniforms, all the reverse retros at the same the, time. The Sabre, Darlene's out there. He shows up wearing the white on white. I go, okay, I guess the whole thing's going to be reverse retro. Um, I don't know, Paul. I think the NHL's in a bit of a tough spot. I think they try a lot of things, and that is to be commended, but they're still searching for what might be a really good event. Yeah, my favorite thing about it was when it was over. So I, and then I didn't have to watch it anymore. Since I was writing on it, I like couldn't like walk away. I had to watch it. <laughs> so it was. Other than that, uh, yeah, I, I embarrassment number nine million five hundred thousand and thirty three for the NHL. I mean, they just keep. Yeah, and I guess it's good that they keep trying things. But They're trying. That was a that was a total flop. And I mean, the stands were empty too. That's another thing about it. Watching yeah. it, it looked like a Tuesday afternoon open skate. What did they think? I mean, where are they? Hockey does not sell down there. They've they've had a good team for how long? And attendance has increased somewhat, but not what you would expect for that kind of a you know team, especially the way they played last year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what the problem is. What if it's the arenas in Sunrise, which is a ways away from you know, Fort Lauderdale or, or what it is, or if it just wouldn't go no matter where it is. I, I, I can't tell you that. All I know is it doesn't go there. And they're going to Toronto in a couple of years. I, I wonder, next, year, next year. Next year, yeah, right? 2024, uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, Paul, it, I wonder if we're going to get – I think I heard Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet talking about this a little bit too. Like, are they going to kind of – uh, limit the amount of cities they could go to because they honestly have a pro- they've had a problem over the years with just getting guys there in the first place and like you know we're wondering like why why in Florida I almost wonder if they're in a tough spot too in that they're trying to find a place where players will want to go 
and fans will show up. And maybe that's just almost impossible for an event like this. Well, a lot of the extra stuff was in Fort Lauderdale. You know, so, you know, the, you know, being on the beach and all that kind of stuff, uh, that is an attraction. I mean, I've been to uh, a draft there. And, of course, you know, the everybody stayed in Fort Lauderdale. And then you made the tr- trek of, what is it, 40 minutes or so to, to get to sunrise to, to get to the actual draft. But, you know, you, you, the only time you were ever in sunrise was for the for the draft in the arena. Everything else, all the events and everything else was in Fort Lauderdale. So, yeah, that's part of it, to, to do that, to, to get there. I mean, some cities can't host it logistically, like Buffalo. I mean, all the extra events, I mean, they don't. We, the convention center's not good enough to be able to do something like that. There are not enough rooms, and they don't want to have to have put people in another country in rooms to cover an all-star game. Uh, or have them in Niagara Falls, X amount of miles away from 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 that. Although they they did do it for Fort Lauderdale, but it's a weather thing there. But they're not gonna, you know, in order to get enough hotel rooms, have people all over the place in Buffalo, especially when you don't have a convention center that can host a lot of the events that they want to host. Paul, as we get to the Sabers. And like the second half of the season here, um, you know, <laughs> what do they have to do better? Are you are you feeling like a trade of any kind? If you were to if you were to bet right now, and I'm not going to make you predict what the trade would be, you think that Kevin Adams will make at least a small or some sort of depth move that they're going to try and bolster their troops, whatever you want to say, for a stretch run to try and get in because they are very much alive and very much in the race. I would say there's more of a chance there's no moves and there there is that there's a move that people would get all excited about type of a thing. Don't you think people would get excited um, about any move, even if it's a depth defenseman for a fourth rounder? I think people would be excited to see that they're pushing a little forward, even though, you know, like I said, like that's that's not a household name. But I feel like that any sort of move by Adams would, would be celebrated to some degree. It might be, and it also might be, and there, there's some also would be some merit to letting these guys do it. It's like, okay, you guys, a lot, a lot of these guys have never been in, most of them probably have never been in a playoff run or anything like that. And so he, especially Lukanen, I mean, I, mean I, I would be shocked if he's even looking for a goalie. I mean, let Lukanen do this. I mean, he, he he's improved. He he's you know earned the job. Let him try to finish the job. It's good experience for him. Whatever happens, it's good experience for him. And they may look at it for the rest of the team, and it's good experience for the rest of the team to do this together. You know, and 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 to do it that way. And I I could very much see them thinking that way. You know, we we haven't had a chance to sit down with Adams yet, but. Uh, you know, I could very much see them thinking, you know, let these guys figure this out and do it on their own, and it will be very good experience for the first time for them to be able to do that. So I don't know if that's what he's thinking or if that's going to be the final move. But, uh, you know, he's not going to, you know, trade for a guy who's going to be 28 in April and give him an eight-year contract, I can tell you that. 
Which the Islanders just did, right? But I mean, yeah. Bo, Bo did, you, did you see the comment by Lou Lamorello after? It's too much money and it's too long. Yeah, Paul, did you see that? Like, I don't think I've. Maybe he is the GM to say it. I don't think I've ever seen a GM immediately after signing a contract like that. Like, just readily admit, like, yeah, way too much money and way too much term, but we did it anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's one guy I can think of that I would give an eight year contract to June 28 in April, and that's Ovechkin. Other than that, that's it. Because Ovechkin, you're not going to regret the deal at 36. Um, but I, I just when when do you start regretting that deal? In four years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, but you're it- going to regret it. I know. <laughs> I that I know they are going to regret that deal at some point. But uh, I don't know when that point kicks in. But it's. It's going to be sooner than later, that's for sure. Well, and some teams, Paul, can stomach that. And like, I mean, Chicago and L.A. made moves like that back in the day, where like they knew they they knew we're gonna we're gonna hate four years of this, but we're right on the doorstep. We can win a cup this year, so you know what? We'll eat that final four years in order to be better right away. And the Islanders are not that. But right, like, how do the <laughs> Islanders think that they're yeah. that team that can say, yeah, we'll take four bad years because we're like one player away? And it's possible they could hate it for six years. I mean, in the NHL, a lot of players start going downhill at 30. That seems to be the age for a lot of players. Not everybody, but a lot of players. What if he's that guy that all of a sudden it starts going downhill for him at 30? Now you're regretting six years of it. Um, So, you know, I I like the player. And, you know, he for right now, yeah, that's a – that's what he should be making, but not for eight years. Back back on the All Star game for just one moment here. Did, were you surprised that Darlene was able to put up that number on on the Harder Shot competition? <laughs> it was a nice surprise. I, I did not think he was getting to a hundred. I, I thought. I think he was surprised. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. You could see. You could see. You could see the little smirk on his face, like, oh, cool, because he loves to compete. So he, you know, he's like, all right, hardest shot. Hmm. Okay. This probably isn't my best event, but I'm going out there and I'm going to, you know, you know, he's just bound and determined no matter what he tries. And he he was bound and determined that I'm not going to come out here and embarrass myself. I'm I'm and next thing you know, he almost wins the thing. <laughs> so and then I thought to myself, what if Thompson would have been able to shoot in that? He probably wins it, I would think. You know, unless he kind of fans on a shot or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I absolutely, I was very surprised. But I think he was, too, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> on, on him, Paul, He last year, right, wasn't it around this time where I remember hearing you talk about, like, how he went to the All-Star game and kind of gained confidence and was even better mm-hmm. when he returned yes. from that? I mean, absolutely. I, I guess this could happen again with him. How much higher can he really go? I was thinking about that for the Norris. The other day, he's second in the odds, and he's only behind Carlson in terms of points. I'm not sure he'll win it, Paul, but you know he does feel like the type of personality where, as he's getting recognition and he's you know like if he gets invited to the NHL awards, if he's a nominee, um, I don't know. We've kind of already seen him kind of rise to the occasion after that happens, and I'm just thinking a little bit more about the Norris race a little bit down the stretch here and whether or not he could actually win it. Yeah, I mean, Carlson's up in age, so the question is, can Carlson do this for a full season? We'll see. Maybe he can. I don't know. Maybe he's traded. We don't know that. 
you know, so whereas I think Darlene can do it for a full season, he, of course, is quite a bit younger and 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 hungrier and that type of thing, and I, I, right now on a better team, although, as I said, Carlson could be traded. So absolutely, I think Darlene has an excellent chance, and I know I've said this to you guys many times, but I'll never forget it, you know, Darlene has been there to the awards once, you know, to be rookie of the year. And I remember at the red carpet, I had a fairly long conversation with Hedman who, who just said, he goes, I'm telling you, he goes, he will be in the, in the Norris trophy. He goes, he will be back here and he will be back here a lot going for the Norris trophy. He goes, that's how good he is going to be. And at that point he had just had a rookie year where he was okay but it wasn't, you know, a lot of people were, I guess, maybe disappointed in his rookie year, what they were expecting, maybe. But, uh, you know, so he's at least been there. But I just remember Hedman saying that, that, you know, just and it really resonated with me how much he thinks, you know, that, that Darlene is going to be in his career. And we're starting to see it now. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Thanks, Paul. Enjoy the, uh, the bye week. Saturday, Calgary. We're back to it. Yeah, I miss it already. You know me. I'm, I'm ready to go to practice today. There's no practice. I want to go to practice. Yeah, there'd be nobody there. I saw a couple of the guys are playing golf in the Bahamas or something, so it'd be an empty yeah. rink. Hey, Tate yeah, Thompson. if I want to go to practice, you guys are going to have to send me to the Bahamas because that's that's where they're at. There was an Instagram video, Paul, of Tate Thompson throwing a football like 50 yards. So what injury-wise, I don't know. He so, looked like he was doing okay. So it's not upper body, at least that arm. Although, well, right. We don't know what part of his yeah. upper body. So. Well, they were massaging his back. Now, sure. I don't know if that had anything to do with the injury that they're talking about, but if if he did have a sore back, I wouldn't think he'd be chucking a football 50 yards. So, right. Know, I guess that that if that it's a sore back that sidelined him, that would be a good sign. Paul, did you feel the earthquake? I guess I did. I I remember thinking something fell off my bed and I remember thinking I don't have a dog anymore because I thought the, I thought the dog jumped down. And I go, wait a minute, I don't have a dog anymore. All right, whatever. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> well, it was an earthquake. <laughs> so I guess it did wake me up, and I guess I felt it. I, I, I kind, of, Yeah, I, I did feel it. I Not guess. I, I did feel it. But my thought, I, I all I remember thinking was, oh, the dog jumped down. And I'm like, no, I don't have a dog anymore. Oh, whatever. Good night. And I went back to sleep. All right. Thanks, Paul. Take care, guys. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. By the way, Darlene on the Norris think I have. There's only one time in Sabre history has a Sabre defenseman finish as a finalist for the Norris. Jim Schoenfeld finished third in 1980. That's it. Wow. CJ in Buffalo has been patient. Sorry, CJ. What's up? Hello, CJ. I'm here, guys. Sorry okay. about that. Yeah, it's all right. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's fine. Hey, I know uh, Friday, I believe it was, we were talking about the Bills being ranked third uh, after the season. Uh, behind, obviously, the Bengals and the Chiefs. I don't. I, I would rather put the Jaguars there, only because I know they get Calvin Ridley back, and they have the 24th overall pick. I don't think the Bills draft uh, aggressively enough. Um, I do think Bean is the type that, how do you want to say, wants to draft evenly across the board. We have a nice culture, but I don't think that's going to win now. We don't have a weak division like Tom Brady went through. We don't we don't Tom Brady didn't have a million quarterbacks like we have now in the AFC. I think we really gotta be aggressive. I know we draft nicely, we play nicely, we got a good culture, we need nasty guys on defense, we need a nasty aggressive 
trade at some point. I wouldn't care if you trade Epinesa for a draft pick. What I'm saying is get younger guys so it helps us with the cap, helping the draft, get rid of some people, and let, let's go for it. Because right now we don't have time to wait. I know we want to draft for the future, but we, do we really have time? Like it, the league has evolved. We need receivers. Yep. I think we missed well, that. You know, that's just me. That thanks, CJ. That's the thing about receivers. You can draft that guy for this year and the future. Like that's that's a position that it makes sense short and long term. It's one of the reasons they should do it. Offensive line makes sense short and long term. And you mentioned the Bills are not going to have the benefit Brady did of a weak division to play against. The Jaguars are going to have that. But you right? Are you going to? Would you predict today the Jaguars have more wins than the Bills next year? I mean, the Jags won nine games to make the playoffs. I'd want to look at their opponents. I feel like it's possible they have a way easier schedule than the Bills do. Well, no, they'd have a first-place schedule too, right? So they play the Chiefs and the Bengals. I wouldn't want to rule it out, is all I'm saying. Aren't they kind of similar to last year's Bengals? Sure. They just didn't make the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they've got a... They got an elitely talented quarterback. I mean, they, they got right, receivers. They, they didn't make the Super Bowl, right? They won again. Here, here's their schedule next year. Okay, outside of their division, which again is easier than the Bills' division schedule. Yeah, it, but, me, but okay. hold, hold on. Let me tell you how easy it is. Okay, Kansas City, nope. San, not easy. San Francisco, not easy. Cincinnati, not easy. Baltimore, nope. Carolina, maybe. And then you get to Atlanta, and the division. All right, those are their home opponents. So really, it will Hold come on. down to their division. Their road games: Bills, Browns, Steelers, Bucks, Saints. The road, the road opponents. Playing is, the, the NFC South is helpful. But yes, it is. Otherwise, you're right. Like they, they do play. I mean, we mentioned Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs for the Bills. They go, they they just flip the Niners into there for them. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Get a break in. I got to read you this story from the New York Times about Tom Brady in the booth and what people are saying. They're like. They've got sources, Joe. Like, source tells me mm-hmm. about Brady and how good he is about to be at broadcasting. I think it's an unintentionally funny story. I'll tell you about that top of the hour here on WGR. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.